UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Well, Andy, our coach has started a whole new career, uh, releasing an, an awesome rap record, I guess. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think that that he knows his targets, that the young people who are playing football for him are going to warm up to that to that idiom and, and to that. I don't think he should quit his day job, though I think he's a better coach than he is a rapper. But it was uh, good, and, and the kids will like it. And maybe that's all that's necessary to be said about that, is that I think he has targeted his group, and he knows what they'll like, and they'll like stuff like that. You know, it begs the question, does Harbaugh do this stuff knowing the attention that it's going to get, or does he just do stuff that he enjoys kind of spur of the moment? What do you think? I don't think I don't think I don't think he makes a move that he doesn't consider first. What is this going to do to the football program? And I I really have no problem with the rap. I have a little more problem with him warming up Tom Crane, the Indiana coach, and uh, rooting for them publicly, making public statement. Could you hear that, Steve? Yep, it's fine. You know, the big thing is that, you know, you got to remember that, that he does have family there. He does have a family tie. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing to me is that I think that I don't think there's a thing that Harbaugh does that's con- that is contrived. And when I say that, definitely he thinks about the impact of everything. But there are plenty of coaches and plenty of celebrities who have a PR person telling them to do something, and you can very clearly see that it's not them, you know, that they're just doing it to do it. Um, You know, Harbaugh says, you know, uh, with enthusiasm unknown to mankind, and he brings that to practically everything he does. So, you know, I I think the the thing with the rap record is, listen, he looks like he's having a great time. Um, I think it's interesting that he has a currency with the performers, that they will bring him into these things. I mean, because, you know, one of the big things with with rap performers of all stripes is they want to be authentic. You know, they don't want to be, you know, the it's the, you know, and I it was interesting, I was listening to an interview with Ice-T, and he was talking about Vanilla Ice. And, you know, that is exactly what rappers don't want to be. They don't want to appear that they're selling out. So for for these performers to you know to be seen with Harbaugh to to, to interact with them, I think it shows that, that he's authentic, and um, like you said, it, it definitely it, it hits his target audience. Um, if, if, if he didn't want to do stuff like that, if he wasn't genuine, couldn't get him to do it. You know, if, the fact that he volunteers, he likes to be in the public spotlight. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he does a very credible job as regards his coaching position. That all of his comments and all of his efforts are always directed toward 
doing something that's going to make the team better. All this publicity helps. Michigan is on many people's lips now. Some don't like them, some do like them. And the ones that hated them, hated them before Harbaugh, and probably don't hate them anymore uh, since, he, since he got there. But he's doing an excellent job. Andy, and, uh, I, I think that I would say that Jim Harbaugh is our Bill Lambeer. And, <laughs> and and that's the thing. When, when he's yours, you love him. If this was somebody doing this at Ohio State or Alabama, you could definitely understand, um, figure, you know, hating the guy's guts. Um, but, I mean, just like, you know, when Bill Lambier played for the Pistons, you know, we loved his roughhousing. We loved how he goaded the other team. But, man, if he had been on another team, we probably would have hated his guts. Hated and I think that that's, I think that that's what Harbaugh is. I think that he's a polarizing figure. Um, I think that he likes to play that. I mean, he doesn't mind being the villain to other teams. Um, he you know, doesn't care. He, again, he speaks his mind. And, uh, you know, to that point, I mean, you know, we got to, you know, we have to talk about, you know, Michigan getting Notre Dame on the schedule. And Harbaugh was very clear. He wanted Notre Dame back on the schedule, and Notre Dame's back on the schedule. And, and you know, we paid a $2 million penalty to duck Arkansas. Now, I will tell you, I have no interest in seeing Arkansas, okay? I, I mean, really, if I remember when Michigan signed the long-term deal with Notre Dame, people complained about, oh, we're going to be stuck with Notre Dame every other year or two out of every three years. And when Notre Dame exercised their clause to escape, the thought was that we were going to see a panacea of amazing games on the schedule, home schedule. And frankly, that didn't happen. And I, I think that with with this bastardization of the Big Ten, bringing in Maryland and Rutgers and sticking them on our schedule, um, Notre Dame to me makes that a little sweeter. Um, so that that that's my initial take on it. Yeah, I'm, as you know, I'm no Notre Dame fan. I'm always critical of them because uh, sometimes they're pretty hard to get along with, and I didn't like the way they floated out of the. Big Ten this last time, or out of the Michigan game this last time, killed the series. But I think it's good for both programs to have this star-studded football game played. The thing I don't like about it is I don't like starting the restarting the series at their home at their home after we played the last game that they won. Uh, was played at Notre Dame the last game of the series the most recent series so I don't like all of that and I'd like to see them eat crow if they want to come back I don't like the fact that they don't join the Big Ten because by location by a whole bunch of things I think that they would be a nice fit they'd bring something they'd bring something to to the Big Ten and they'd uh, arouse the members of the Big Ten to play against them, you know, to do well against them, stuff like that. They're good competition, good academically, all that stuff. But they're still Notre Dame, and sometimes they're just hard to love. Bull said, you know, uh, they hold Notre Dame, and I know that there are people out there that still feel that way. Well, what's tough for me is that 
I, I really think this might be one of the first times that Harbaugh's uh, impetuousness may may hurt us in the short term. I mean, it was very clear he wanted Notre Dame back, and they really came back on their terms, like you said, them, you know, the series starting up down there. And then not to mention, if you look at the schedule, I mean, the 2018 <laughs> schedule, you know, you start off with Notre Dame, and then in the middle of the season, you're at Michigan State, and at the end of the season, you're Ohio State. Now, I could make a, an argument, and I've always made this argument, that, you know what, as long as you have the divisions the way Michigan does, play, you know, the way the Big Ten is set up, play tough non-conference games because, you know, if you win your division and you, and you get to the Big Ten championship game and you win your championship, you should have a pretty good, you know, inside track to, to going to the to the bowl championship series, um, the playoffs. Yeah. But with that said, man, that's brutal. I mean, that is a brutal stretch there. And, and you know, the big thing that I look at is, first of all, I'm unhappy with how brutal that stretch is. And I'm really unhappy that, you know, as a season ticket holder, you're really getting a crappy schedule. Okay? Well, that, that's, I'm worried about selling my tickets this year, about getting them. It's not a sterling uh, uh, schedule out there. The home schedule is not sterling this year either. There are games that are going to spike a lot of interest at home. It's all away. So I think that Michigan has been screwed a little bit when we played Michigan State two years in a row at Spartan Stadium. That's a travesty, and that shouldn't have been allowed to happen. That shouldn't happen, that kind of thing. Well, we don't and, seem to get... And I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, to that point, okay, you look at the 2017 schedule, and, yeah, Michigan's getting Florida. They're getting Florida in Arlington, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry, these big these big event games, I mean, that's an artifact of the Brandon era. I don't give a yep. rip to go down to Texas. I mean, I understand that it's a, recru- I understand it's a recruiting thing. I get it. But it's one less game off of our home schedule, okay? And like I said, then we get Rutgers and crap Maryland, okay? And, and I, will, I will keep saying this. You know, 10 or 15 years ago, if you had gone and pulled out your season tickets from the mailbox and you saw Rutgers and Maryland, you would say, oh, my God, what a crappy non-conference schedule. And now they're built in. And, again, I have no interest in going to Rutgers. I have no interest in going to Maryland. And, uh, again, it's a money play for the Big Ten for TV. Great. We're stuck with these games. And, And I really wonder... You know, looking at the 2017 schedule, you know, it's great that we're going to get Michigan State at home. It's great we're going to get Ohio State at home. But, man, then you come right back that next year with those those three games on the road. And, you know, that is a gauntlet for your team to run. And, you know, this is the time where you really have to wonder, um, okay, the coaches the coaches aren't playing the game, okay? Um, Harbaugh is writing this this check that his team is going to have to cash. And yes, if somehow Michigan goes on a, a miraculous run, okay, and sweeps that that schedule, that they'll be you know an all time great team. That's a really tough a really tough uh, gauntlet to run. Um, and now again, it, it, the good, the other good news that I do say is 
we can assume he's at least going to stay around until the 2018 schedule, and that, that's good for us. Um, but, but again, I look at it, and, and really, we have this amazing stadium, and I really wish that they would do something more to bring you know, big-name opponents in. And, and again, I, I think that, you know, I, I think where the playoffs should go is that if you win your conference championship, you should be guaranteed a berth. And if that, you know, for the for the power conferences, do something where you have some at-large bids for some of the other crappy, you know, conferences or whatever, the minor conferences. But the reality is, is then the teams would be free to play whoever they wanted in the non-conference schedule because it wouldn't hurt them, okay? The way it sits now, you could conceivably win your conference and not be a part of the, of the, of the big dance. And, and again, that's, that's just really, you know, anytime you, you leave it to a vote, I think you're going to get screwed. And I, I don't like that. And, you know, it's great that it's worked out for the Big Ten lately, but, um, you know, one of the things we've talked about is that there's going to be a backlash against Harbaugh. You know, the, the Big Ten, the Big Ten, you know, the NCAA is is not real pleased. The other conferences aren't real pleased, and there will be a price to pay. Now, hopefully, you know that the team will be good enough to overcome it. But but I think you'd be ludicrous to ignore that there's not going to be some blowback from this. Now, our ball says bring it on, okay? But I think we need to realize that when when you're leaving things to a vote, you're you're leaving things to get screwed. So, um, this so the ten, the ten ten tie where Michigan got screwed by the Michigan State Athletic Director uh, in a in a, in a past tense situation. They didn't even get to go to a bowl. I don't think they either because of that. And they played as well as anybody in the league, but they didn't get the, the reward. If you leave it up to a tie, there's a lot of anti-Michigan. You know, they may be the most hated football team out there, uh, just like the Yankees are one of the most hated baseball teams. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we saw Harbaugh going off on the sidelines last year. And you know what? Most of the time he's right. Most Most of the time he's defending his team. And yet I am of the mind that, again, refs are people too. They hate to be shown up. Um, you can call holding on almost any play. You can call pass interference on almost any play. And it'll be very interesting to watch the close calls as this moves forward. Um, I think that Harbaugh was shielded from this in the NFL because you can you can dispute NFL refereeing, but they're professionals. And, um, you know, I think that, that they're at a higher level of scrutiny and professionalism than college refs. It'll be interesting to see, because yeah, it you know, will. You know, it didn't work. It didn't always work out for both so well. Uh, you would rant and rave, and uh, sometimes it seemed like somebody got back at him because of it at, at various times. One of the things that there was a fan touchdown, the Rose Bowl, that kind of crap, uh, went on there, and he certainly made a case for his team whenever he thought it was appropriate. I think there was a clear pattern, Andy. I think at Michigan Stadium, Bo could bully the refs. 
Whenever Michigan yeah. went away, and you, you saw it in some of the bowl games, I'll tell you, his last game, I was there. Okay, I was at his last his last Rose Bowl game, and Michigan went for it on fourth down, got the first down, and got called back for holding, and it was right in front of me. And for the life of me, there was no holding. Okay, and and Bo said in some interviews he, he thought the ref screwed him for a career of of you know giving it to him. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, another thing we have we have coming up is you know the return of of, of Nike, um, and uh, you know we're we're less than a week away from that, and uh, there's there's a lot of excitement. What do you think about the whole Nike um, Michigan Alliance? Well, as long as it's making Michigan money, and that's why they're having it, that's the base, base reason, basic reason for it is because they want to make money. They need to sustain the program with the funds and all that. And I think the Jumpman idea and Nike is the best in their field. I did not like to do this, but I'm not sure that I like uh, Jordan, the basketball player, on Michigan football uniforms. i got to get used to that some. We'll see if their uniforms are special. That'll be one thing. But I hate to see Michigan become strictly a sign board for a company with two logos on there, you know. But we'll see. It's, it, it is what it is. We're going to have to live with it. And it, they say that the recruits are going to are going to jump for jump net. So if that's true then I can put up with any of the downsides. The stuff I've seen so far, the preview uh, polo shirts and that kind of stuff that I've seen, haven't been anything to shout about, except that the colors are more realistic. The maize is more maize than lemon yellow, you know, like Adidas was finally putting out. So we'll see what it is. Oh, the other thing is, you know, when this was announced, Michigan had the highest, the the hot, most money of anybody else, of any other college team, and of course, then teams that that uh, made a contract after them used Michigan as leverage, and now a couple like Texas has surpassed them. But I don't worry about that either because Michigan uh, is the first of the jump men, and if this is, if this is a good thing, and if kids really do care about it, and it seems like uh, this guy's got the shoe market uh, collared, they're, they're doing more business in shoes than anybody else, and, and by a, a significant market. Let's see how it all works out. It was executed because they thought it was a move in the right direction. There's nothing on the surface of it that's going to prove to me that it's not in the right direction, unless the stuff that they put out is so shoddy that it doesn't sell. All right, so I, I, I'm gonna I I'm gonna that. jump in here. I love that yeah. Nike's back. Okay, I will tell you what I love is that all my Nike stuff that I stockpiled from the last time is now back in style. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's funny because more than once I got a I got a dirty look from somebody who worked in the athletic department who just said, you know, we're, you're supposed to be wearing Adidas, and I, you know, I'd be wearing something Michigan, and I'd say, well, uh, uh, I buy my own stuff, so I, I I buy the stuff I like. Um, so here's the thing: I love that Nike's back. I was not, you know, a, a, as a collector of apparel, 
I really had a hard time. You know, again, I have some Nike stuff that is 10 to 15 years old that, that holds up really well engineered, really comfortable. I never really found a good fit with the Adidas stuff. Um, you know, it, it was okay, but um, I, I didn't think that it was the quality of the Nike stuff. Now, with that said, with that said, I can't stand Michael Jordan. I think it's absurd that they're going to put the Jumpman logo on a football uniform. And it's funny because, you know, I am of the age that I was going to Pistons games when the Pistons were beating Michael Jordan and he was whining. You know, one of my most glorious moments was being at the Palace and, you know, in in the year, one of the years that the Pistons won the championship and knocking, the, you know, them kicking Jordan's butt and him shooting air balls and the Pistons, you know, crowing, you know, fans crowing air ball, air ball at him. Um, I didn't like the way he, you know, when the, when the Bulls finally, you know, beat the Pistons and, and superseded them, I didn't like that I don't think he ever gave the, the Pistons credit, you know, um, and I, I don't think it was classy. I don't particularly like him, and this, that isn't going to change. So, well, frankly, and I think it's funny that, you know, this is the kind of branding that, that to me seems kind of unnatural and, and ungenuine because Detroit and Chicago were bitter rivals in basketball, okay? And, you know, here you have a guy who's, who's basically, listen, respected, one of the best ever, but, but kind of a villain here. And you're 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 kind of tying them together with the Michigan brand. So first, I think the Jumpman logo, which is basketball, is absurd on a fo- on football uniforms or equipment. Okay, that's just crazy. Um, second, do kids really know the Jumpman logo? And, and I got to tell you, I, I'm I mean I'm 46. I don't know. I mean to me it looks crazy. It's, it looks absurd to put a basketball logo on football stuff. It'll be really interesting to see how this works. And I will tell you, when they trot him out for, you know, to be an honorary captain, um, I will be screaming bad boys because I will never forget, I will never forgive, and, you know, um, let him go run his crappy basketball team and keep losing because, you know, Nike's the one who built the brand. So, um, again, I, I just, I don't like it. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I, I like that Nike's back. I don't like the Jumpman thing. I don't like the Jordan thing. It's not going to change. And maybe this makes me sound like a cranky old man, and, and that's fine. Um, but I was there. I lived through it. And uh, you know, it, it, it does not seem. It seems like an unholy alliance of brands to me. Um, now, listen. Adidas did the same thing. I mean, Adidas tried to, you know. I, you know, tried to bring all kinds of, of, of weird things in and, and crossovers. So, um, you know, the nice thing about the Nike, you know, marriage is that, you know, one of my big gripes with Adidas is you could go to the Adidas, the Adidas outlets and you, you'd be hard-pressed to find very many things from Michigan. The Nike outlets, of which we have some in Michigan, always have a lot of the, the authentic team gear, okay, the stuff is well made. I'm excited about the apparel. I don't think I will have anything with a Jumpman logo. It's I can't imagine how nice of a of a, of a piece of a, apparel it'll have to be. Um, you know, I tell you, I'm excited. I I never really like. You know, I'm a hat guy, and I never really liked the Adidas Michigan hat. 
So I'm looking forward to get a to getting a Nike, you know, black M hat like Harbaugh wears. You are to long, you are to long Ranger there because I don't think anybody like the Adidas hats. The Nike ones are much much better. Much. So okay. I I like now I, now after I just said that you know I'm going to kick myself if the only Nike hats have the Jumpman logo I might have to I might have to throw up a little bit and, and bite the bullet and get it. So well one thing that appears to be um, superior about that line is I don't think that I have heard anybody say that the shoes aren't the top of the line. They all have that Jumpman logo on them. And they are great shoes, whether they're football or basketball. The style is good. The fit is good. They're some of the best stuff made in that area. And uh, in that part, you know, maybe it's okay, but I, but I don't like having both the Nike and the Jumpman on a jersey, for instance. Uh, you know, especially since it's basketball, like you said. But we'll get used to it, and if it sells, and if the kids like it, hey, that's all that counts. It'll, it'll sell. It'll, Rogers doesn't matter. It'll sell, and you know, at some point, you know, they're going to do an alternate uniform. And, um, again, it, it's all about sizzle and branding and, you know, again, it, it, I, I, I concede that, you know, the kids like it. I think that we're going to yeah. see we're going to see all kinds of, of amazing, you know, things. And again, I've always liked Nike gear better. And, and again, I'm old enough, and I'm sure you're old enough. I remember when Nike came, okay, and everybody decried big old Nike coming, and and really, Nike makes nice stuff. And I'll tell you, I always used to laugh when we were with Nike, and I would see Notre Dame with Adidas and the Yankees. You know, I'd go to Yankee Stadium and see their store, all you know, the their apparel store, all Adidas. I would laugh at how cheap the stuff was, and then we got them. So I, I really, you know, I I think that, you know, I will say that some of the, the later Adidas gear, you know, the team gear, and understand that there's a distinct difference between the team gear and, and the retail gear. And one of the nice things about living in Ann Arbor, if you can hit the athletic department garage sales, you can pick up some of the authentic team gear. The Adidas team gear actually got to be pretty decent, okay? Um, yeah. and, and again, uh you know, it'll be interesting. There's a ton of Adidas stuff being closed out right now, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But I'm excited, and I think that that's one of the one of the real great things is that you know we're going to have that, and you know Michigan's going to sell a ton of stuff, and uh, everybody's going to be excited, and and I think that's it. You know, do, do you have any final words? Yes, I think this is going to be an exceptionally interesting year for the Wolverines. I think they're going to do well. Uh, they may not do as well as we want them to, but when expectations soar and people are talking about national championship games, it's easy to fall a little bit short. But I think they'll be competitive in every game they've played. I think they got more talent than they've had in the recent past. And I think Harbaugh's on top of it. I think he's fielded a group of coaches that are among the best in the Big Ten, if not in the nation. And they've all had a little time to work together now. So uh, it's going to be some year, and I'm happy that I'm on board for another one. I'll say this. There's no doubt that Ann Arbor 
is the hot spot, the hot center of the college football universe right now. I just hope it's the hot center, the bright center of the universe for the right reasons by the end of the season. I hope that I hope that the the team can can answer the call. Um, you know, definitely the attention's here. The spotlight is on, and you know, it's just like they you know they tell you, "There's the spotlight. Go for it." And, and I think that's where you know that's what Harbaugh has brought. Um, and, and again, it's, it's a great time to be following Michigan football. You know, it, it, we will be entertained one way or another. You bet. And you'll know the final end. The one thing about football is you know what the answers are. As the season unfolds, you know what the score is. You know, you know whether they're good or bad or indifferent or how they're going to do. So it's going to be interesting. Looking forward to it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.